0: you're listening to Privacy Files, the podcast that makes privacy approachable for businesses and consumers alike. This episode is brought to you by Anonymy Labs, makers of MySudo, the world's only all-in-one privacy app and pseudo-platform, the cloud-based platform companies turn to for seamlessly integrating privacy solutions into their software. Welcome to episode number five of Privacy Files. I'm Rich. And I'm Brian. Whoa! Whose voice was that? More on that in a minute. In our last episode, Sarah and I discussed how our personal behaviors have evolved in a world that increasingly surveils more of our digital lives. Today, we're gonna change gears a bit. Sarah's been feeling a bit under the weather, but don't worry, she should be back for our next episode where we will be reviewing a viral documentary on surveillance capitalism. For today's episode, we're tackling one of the hottest topics in technology, the metaverse with the aim of examining the privacy challenges, accompanying this enhanced version of the internet and to aid in the discussion co-hosting for the first time on privacy files is Brian Tillman or Mr. Metaverse. (laughs) Thanks for that intro, Rich. I appreciate you being in studio and I look forward to talking about this topic. You know, I've been, it's not a secret, I've been kind of a huge skeptic, if you will, here at least in the office. And i got some positives to say about it, but in general, I think right now my view is where the technology currently is. It doesn't feel like many people are clamoring for it, at least given what's out there today. The tech might be a little bit over the horizon, and I don't think it's solving any substantive problems right now that the current version of the internet can't, at least within reason. And I think thus far... I haven't really seen any promising advances. It just, it feels like hype. So even to this day, I just, I can't get out of my head that cringe video from 2021 with Zuckerberg releasing, you know, that video talking about the future of the metaverse. And I just thought at the time, it's like, well, they just came out with their new name, Meta. And I thought, well, is Meta just, are they the metaverse? Is that the only place to go? and It just, it looked robotic. I mean, he's not the best presenter, of course. And so it was kind of tough to really get me on board with. And I kind of just looked at it as a humorous moment. But what did stand out to me is that he used the term embodied internet, which I thought it just kind of stuck with me that that's his view of the metaverse. It's not disconnected anymore. Like you are immersed in this world. So before we kind of get into the the details of building this out to get to the part where we're gonna talk about privacy issues. I wanted to cover this one article that it kind of stands out to me. It's from Make Use Of, and it's five reasons why no one cares about the metaverse. Now this was written December, I guess it was just last month. And there's there's, these five reasons are interesting. They talk about poor graphics, lack of immersion. I I think I already covered that. I'm not super impressed right now with what I've seen on the graphics side. They talk about how the virtual reality headsets are expensive and bulky. But the third one, of course, security and privacy concerns, which we're going to talk about today. And that, to me, is the most concerning piece of this, especially as we're getting into that world where now your entire movements, your facial recognition software is monitoring all of your, your actions, the retinal scanning, the body movements. It creates this overall fingerprint for you. What's going to be done with that data? Where is it living? Who owns it? And I mentioned health and safety concerns too. I think there's some question marks we know in the past with gaming, you've had the epileptic seizure issue with people that are sensitive to flashes. Also, what are the safety issues related to goggles being worn that close to your eyes within just a couple of inches? And then of course, you know, typical things that come along with social media, you've got cyberbullying and harassment. We know there've been many studies that Social media in general has not been great for people's health. So those are interesting topics too, but of course we're here to talk about privacy. So with that said, Brian, I've seen all kinds of definitions about the metaverse. They, they're all over the place. I think I'm a pretty intelligent guy, but at the same time, I feel like it's still a nebulous topic. So maybe you can help settle this once and for all, what is the metaverse?
1: That's a great question, Rich. And I think what's kind of misleading to the consumers out there is Facebook did an amazing job with their marketing, changing to meta, making metaverse, the like household company. When you think of that technology and what's to come in the future. And I love to describe the metaverse, looking at it from a lens of science fiction in the way that star Trek had the first phone or cell phone, and then it became reality. We're seeing the same thing here for years and years there's been books and stories, movies, TV shows, all about this concept of a metaverse. And it's easier when you'd abstract it to that level, where in these science fiction movies, it's a next version of an internet that is universal, connected, and a all-encompassing different worlds within the internet. So you can go into this virtual world and you can do anything that you want. Everything that The internet has to offer is now accessible in a even more immersible experience online
0: but is it one place are there multiple entry points into the metaverse i mean how is it structured
1: yeah exactly and that's where the meta thing comes in is they branded themselves as the metaverse but really there's already almost hundreds of metaverses out there mostly coming from gaming and game companies so you have Roblox used to be a physics educational tool. That's now probably the biggest metaverse for, for children. It's a children's game where you can go into different worlds and islands and create and explore and and
0: learn. So, Brian, I sometimes hear the current version of the internet described as the flat internet. And that the metaverse is this more, as I mentioned, immersive, rich experience. Is is there a point in time, do you think, in the future over the horizon, where you log in, you get on your computer, and it's no longer Firefox or, or whatever your browser is, but it's just some version of the metaverse.
1: I do see it being the next version. I mean, through time, it's just going to iterate that technology is going to get better. VR headsets are going to be less taxing. There's going to be safety p- protocols, I think, to prevent, you know, you mentioned earlier, epilepsy and stuff like that. they are already been such leaps in that technology throughout the 20, 30 years that VR has been a concept that once we hit that adoption curve and it's comfortable, you can be in it and not be taxed or anything like that, it will be a more immersive version of the internet. So if you're wanting to do anything online, it may be better to do it through the metaverse than the 2D flat image on your laptop.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess you've given us a good foundation for what the metaverse is, what it could become in the next few years. So I wanna shift gears and start talking about, or at least setting up the privacy discussion that we're here to have today. And that's to me, one of the most concerning aspects of the metaverse. Not saying I'm totally against the metaverse. I think there's some applications for it, but certainly concerned about privacy issues. But before we get to that question, it's a good time to hear a message from our sponsor. Are you tired of big tech spying on you? MySudo is the world's only all-in-one app that gives you back control of your privacy. By creating digital profiles or pseudos, you can compartmentalize your online activities by setting up a unique phone number, email address, and handle for things like shopping, accessing free content, and using dating apps. This breaks the data trail linking back to your personal info, thus reducing your digital exhaust. Each Sudo also includes a private web browser with ad and tracker blocker. Want to stop companies from sharing data related to your transactions and spending habits? Set up a MySudo virtual card and bring peace of mind that your transactions are secure and private. To learn more, visit MySudo.com. That's MySudo.com. Stay private. So, Brian, I mentioned before, I do think there's some good applications for the metaverse. I saw that uh, Meta has got this Horizon workrooms for work meetings. So, I-, I can see, you know, especially with the past few years and the way people have been working more remotely you know maybe there's some benefit to that i mean for me personally history history education it would be really cool to time travel immerse yourself in ancient rome ancient greece if if the graphics and the technology was really that advanced i i could see getting into that virtual travel i mean some people maybe don't like traveling maybe they've got reasons for it maybe they have a disability i mean i could see that too that would be an interesting application, training in hazardous fields where you've got a job that if you make a mistake, somebody could be hurt, medical field, hazardous waste, nuclear technologies, those kinds of areas I think are good uh, applications as well. But let's start building the foundation for our privacy discussion. So I saw in in, in Mark Zuckerberg's 2021, I think it was, I can't remember the context of what that was, but he was introducing the metaverse And again, that's when I thought meta and metaverse were kind of synonymous. And and one of the quotes that he uh, said in that particular piece was that privacy and safety need to be built into the metaverse from day one. And I kind of chuckled because I'm like, this is coming from Mark Zuckerberg's mouth, right? (laughs) I mean, let's be honest with each other. I mean, we're talking about a company in, in meta, used to be Facebook doesn't have the greatest reputation for protecting your personal data. And I just listed a few things here that kind of come to note. Now, there's there could be some debate on whether this happened or not, but Business Insider, pretty reputable source, said in 2004 that Zuckerberg reportedly called Facebook users, quote, dumb Fs, end quote, for giving their social media platform or his social media platform their personal data, you know? So that that kind of struck me. We've got the Facebook uh, Cambridge Analytica data scandal where millions and millions and millions of users' information was shared to a third party without anyone's consent. We've got multiple times the privacy settings have been changed over the years in Facebook without notifying users. And oftentimes it reset those settings to where the privacy the privacy settings were a little bit looser and you had to tighten them up again. And again, no notifications to the users. We've got issues with facial recognition, photo tagging people have complained about that that they didn't want to be tagged and they wanted to control who could see their information when they were tagged and then we had that pretty infamous secret mood manipulation experiment where they i think it was about a week's worth of time where facebook manipulated the news feeds, so some people got happy news some people got sad news and then they found that of course as you would expect at the end of the week that actually impacted the negativity or positivity of the words that people were posting with on their, on their Facebook feeds. So uh, all of that, you take it into consideration. And then the fact that Facebook has been, I, I don't think they still do it. They create profiles for people who didn't even create the profile. Right. And that's, that's another issue. And then trying to get, eliminate those profiles from the platform. So there's what I'm, You know, that's what I'm thinking about when I think of Zuckerberg. That's just the highlights of all the issues related to privacy. So with that said, Brian, do you trust Mark Zuckerberg?
1: No, but I do feel like there's a way that you can protect yourself while still using the meta products like Horizon World and and stuff like that. So I've actually personally signed up myself and there's a bunch of different tools and techniques and settings that I've deep dove into to protect my personal data so to start with you actually don't have to connect your facebook account when signing up for the horizon worlds or meta so you can actually create it based on an email and so i used my pseudo that generated an email so i can compartmentalize my vr stuff from the rest of my internet you know i use a different pseudo for shopping and work because i really want to keep all that data separate makes it harder for people to profile me on advertisements but as as well it limits the leak of my personal information and so using that email i signed up so it has no attachment to my personal data and then also when i have to to buy stuff in the metaverse so i used a virtual card that comes with the paid plan on my pseudo and It sits between my credit card and in the bank. And so nobody knows my purchase transactions or Facebook won't know, you know, my card numbers and stuff like that. And then when you get into their product, you can actually set your privacy to only me and I have to invite people. It's not shared with any strangers or anything like that. And so with the most recent legislation, I do think privacy is at the front of every conversation with these big tech companies and you're starting to see them change a little bit. They're giving the option to the users that they don't make it easy. They don't make it the information available, but you can protect yourself while using these products now where in the past with all those scandals, I feel like, you know, the user wasn't educated at all and it wasn't transparent about how they're using your data.
0: So you've, you've dabbled obviously a little bit in the metaverse and you've had an opportunity to see and do some testing of what it looks like so far, based on what you've seen, you feel comfortable about where it's going with the privacy side of it?
1: Me personally, I feel like it's going to always be an iteration and Again, I think there's privacy concerns with everything you do online. And so you always got to be skeptical, but it should not deter you away from using those products. And you yourself have to be safe. I'm not going to go walk down a a dark alley in the bad side of town uh, at night uh, all by myself with no protection. And that's the same way I view the internet is I'm not going to go to the places where my data can be stolen, where I'm at risk, or I'm not going to do risky stuff on that platform that I wouldn't want to be leaked or anything like that. And so personal responsibility comes in big when you're using these technologies.
0: Yeah. I guess what you're saying is you just have to have a good awareness of your environment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Brian, I think that's a good point. I mean, I think the most important concern I have is does the user have control of who has access to their data, how it's being shared. If you have control and you're aware of it, I'm pretty good with that. But With that said, I think that's a pretty good segue into this topic as I build into talking more about the future, privacy, where this is going. Do you trust Zuckerberg, as I mentioned before? Again, he seems like he's got pretty much the dominant market share position on this technology right now. So Horizon Worlds, I guess that's their big project in the metaverse. So far, if you look at all the articles, it seems like it's a disaster right now. From, from what I've been able to, to ascertain, they've poured in about 36 billion with a B, 36 billion dollars into this project with little to no effort to show. And there are estimates that 30 billion of that is never coming back. It's gone forever. There will not get any return on, on that investment. And there's analysts that have been out there publicly expressing their concerns over Zuckerberg's investment in this technology not really being able to monetize it. It seems like a huge money pit. There's questions about his his fit to even run the company. And then there was this uh, Verge article, the Verge article that talked about how Horizon World's developers and staffers, they're not even using the technology that much. That's concerning. And then it's been plagued with instability. There's bugs. There's of course, I mentioned earlier, uh, the concerns over health. Regarding epileptic seizures, similar to what we've seen in video games. And then, you know, how safe is it to have that screen in front of your face just a couple inches away? The the mental health issues related to just social media in general. Is it going to be worse in the metaverse? And then I I think based on this Wall Street Journal report, it talked about how, you know, last year, meta lowered its monthly new users goal in Horizon Worlds from 500,000 to 280,000. And then as of February of last year, Horizon Worlds had around 10,000 separate worlds, but only 9% of these virtual venues were visited by more than 50 users. So that's, and again, that's that's about a year ago, but that's still, that's concerning considering how many billions of dollars they're pouring into this. And then even more concerning is most of the users don't even return after one month of using the platform. Now, again, maybe this is just related to what Meta is doing. There was a New York Post article in uh, 2022, the founder of Meta's Oculus VR headsets just completely ripped into Horizon World saying, quote, I don't think it's a good product. It's not, it's not fun, it's not good. So you you, you see this theme that's building and overall Meta has been bleeding unprecedented amounts of cash. This one just absolutely struck me as crazy. So in 2021, Meta had about $125 billion, again with a B, billion dollars in cash reserves. They have burned through $88 billion of that thus far. A big part of that, of course, has been Horizon Worlds, but they've had some other issues. They've laid off 11,000 employees. They've been losing market share to TikTok. The younger generation, Gen Z, has been... More into using that platform for a variety of things, including using it really as as a search engine. So that's that's something to keep in mind as you see these trends changing. Facebook also said that they believe they've lost about ten billion dollars in ad revenue last year alone because of Apple's privacy policy change about tracking in in the apps. So that's another thing to look out to look out for. And then the share price has plummeted. I think the value of Meta has probably dropped more than 60% over the last year. So, you know, why am I saying all of this? Well, if you remember back when Google was in its infancy, there was a period of time when Google almost went bankrupt. People don't know this. And at the very end, they figured out, oh, let's monetize our data, right? Let's save ourselves by just selling the information. And then now we've got this big surveillance tech giant today. So with that said, building up that case, With all these unimaginable losses for Meta, would you put it past Mark Zuckerberg to say, I got to save myself. Who cares about privacy? Let's just monetize it all.
1: I think Mark Zuckerberg is pushing really hard. I think he might be overestimating the user adoption and how fast he can actually get hundreds and thousands of people to sign up for this. But I also think in this day and age, privacy and security are one of the most important things that consumers ask for from these large tech companies. And so if they don't deliver on that promise, another company is going to come along, possibly Apple. They just said they're going to release their VR this year and they're on a big privacy kick. If the consumers want it, that's how you're going to have to make the product. And so I think it's on the business itself to be a champion of protecting online privacy, especially when we're going into a new age of internet.
0: And speaking of companies better managing privacy for their customers, I think it's a good time for this message from our sponsor. The global average cost of a data breach is nearly four and a half million dollars, but that's viewing it from a liability perspective. Today, privacy is a value proposition for software providers. When you develop a reputation for protecting customers' personal information, you don't just acquire new customers, you make them loyal. And Pseudo Platform is the world's premier cloud platform for providing developers with a menu of enterprise ready SDKs and APIs that make integrating privacy solutions into your software so easy. Built for developers by developers, from identity wallets and password managers to virtual cards and secure encrypted communications, Pseudo Platform has you covered. Go to market quickly with a privacy platform that is scalable, flexible, and secure. To learn more, visit sudoplatform.com. That's pseudoplatform.com. Yeah, and I do agree, Brian. I think for companies, privacy has become much more about creating this value proposition. If if I want customers to trust me, tech is such a big part of industry today that you have to make sure that you are front and center about being honest, that you're privacy first, that privacy matters, that your data is very valuable and i want to protect that. so but on the consumer side, the individual side, let's let's talk about how how do you think about privacy when you are in this metaverse world because it it feels like the wild west. there's a lot of stuff going on. you know it takes forever for regulations and government to catch up with these new emerging technologies. so you you have that situation where regulations may take a long time and and for the meantime as people are in the metaverse they're going to be they're going to be exposed it's so it's it's kind of scary there's going to be these class action lawsuits there's going to be these unprecedented moments that happen and go oh I didn't even think about that right the metaverse is going to present those new to the world cases how do you apply existing regulations in the metaverse today so there's obviously tons of laws on the books and so I'm sure in the meantime there will be attorneys and lawmakers are trying to figure out, okay, until we can get some new legislation, how do we take those existing regulations and apply them in this new world? And then of course, ex- extensive data collection. And And it's not just about, and we're going to review in our next episode, the whole concept of surveillance capitalism. And what what's interesting about that topic is it's not your phone number. It's not your email address, it's not your physical address and your name and your social security number. Now that's important to scammers. Scammers and spammers, people who are bad actors, they love that information. But in the big tech world, it's about this behavioral data. And so when you're in the metaverse, now your face is being scanned. Now you have retinal scanning. They can track your eye movements. They can track your arm movements, your body language. And that overall gets collected and becomes a fingerprint for you. And so you're living in this world now where everything can be built into that behavioral model to predict your behavior, what you're going to do tomorrow. And even to the extent that I can manipulate what I want you to do. That to me is super scary. So who owns that data? Is it you? I I hope that the user gets to own that data, but it's unclear. And then of course, always the issue with children and minors, How do you protect their access to this new world asset ownership? There's some, there's cases where of course there's going to be NFTs, the whole crypto blockchain world. Can people steal your avatar? You know, what can they do with that? What are all the risk exposures that are going to be presented in the metaverse? And I guess the one last thing that I saw that was really creepy related to retinal scanning was there was an article, about Apple's mixed reality headset. So, mixed reality meaning a combination of virtual and augmented reality. That these this headset will actually use the scanning of your eyes to let you make payments in the re- in the Metaverse. I, I mean, that's it, it's mind blowing. And again, maybe I'm just sounding like the old man over here, just kind of you know, I'm resisting technology and so forth. I, I get it. I'm I, I'm open minded. I can adopt new things, but. There seems to be a lot of dotted I's and crossing T's that have been left out. And it's just, again, it's this wild west. But Rich, when I
1: listen to everything you listed off there, it seems like that's already an issue with the internet that we have today. And there's regulation and law coming out almost every hour on the hour to prevent that. And so I, I do think it is very concerning, but whether my iPhone is scanning, my eyes or my vr headset is you got to be concerned now even if you're not using the metaverse and so i think that privacy will always be an issue that we need to fight legislation we need to take personal responsibility but all the problems of our current internet will continue in metaverse and there will be some new privacy concerns that maybe we haven't uncovered yet but also we shouldn't shy away from innovation. That's how you get left behind. You know, I talked a little bit earlier about Mark Zuckerberg misguided on the adoption curve of VR. You have people like me that are early adopters, have been using it for years. But Rich here, and listeners don't know this, but the first time he's ever experienced VR was 20 minutes before this podcast when I threw a pair of VR goggles on him. And he's sitting there, open jaw, in amazement, hooping and hollering, playing with dinosaurs, brontosaurus eating leaves above his head. And you can have unimaginable experiences within VR that I don't want anyone to miss out on.
0: Uh, We're going to edit that one out. thought we weren't supposed to talk about that. But when you talk about biometrics, at least with the phone, again, I know there's some issues even with the phone. I get it. But biometrics in the metaverse, I mean, it's... You're out there in the whole world. They can scan your body. It, it, it doesn't take long for the software to, to figure out that that's Brian. That doesn't bother you?
1: I think it will eventually. But at the moment, there's not even legs in Mark Zuckerberg's Horizon world. So I, I do think the technology, as it gets better, and you actually do have body scanning, you're not putting on any gloves or haptic things those are being developed from the research and development section but right now you have goggle and a couple of sticks in your hands that track where your hands are and they can track you know your movements and stuff like that
0: is there anyone else that's trying to build this technology that is usable I mean are you, do you see anything out there that's promising is there something that's possibly even better than what they're doing at meta well I think the first
1: area that VR is just exploding in is video games. And so you have Sony has been releasing VR headsets for a couple of years now, and they are focused in on a gaming experience. And so Mark Zuckerberg's coming at it. Sure, there's a gaming aspect, but he wants to be the metaverse social network of VR. There's plenty of companies and there's gonna be plenty of competition in the future. So I'd say, pick the one you're most comfortable with and get on board, Rich.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure I'm completely sold yet, but I can see the applications. I I, I do. I'm, I'm not, I'm not close-minded. I just, I'm still a little concerned about where this is going to go. Cause it, it seems like the metaverse is an open book, right? There's, unless I can see how much user control I would, I would have. And again, I know it's kind of early and Not too worried about the the mass adoption at this point, but I got to see more.
1: And I agree. It could go anywhere, but the future is uncertain. And I'm going to have fun playing around with dinosaurs in the present.
0: (sighs) Oh, I guess. Well, Brian, that was a fun discussion. I think um, that was a good introduction to metaverse. The topic overall, the privacy implications and I think I just want our audience to know that you're going to be appearing on this podcast many times to talk about this technology as it continues to evolve, because you you could, you could create a podcast on the metaverse alone. I mean, there's that much on this topic. Don't you, don't you agree?
1: Totally. I'm really excited to see where it goes, but also to be a champion of privacy going forward in the metaverse.
0: So Brian, any closing thoughts before we wrap this up?
1: And if you want to get either more excited about the metaverse or just have fun with it, I am a huge fan of Ernest Cline's Ready Player One book. The movie's okay, but the books, Ready Player One and Ready Player Two, the first like five or six chapters is kind of his vision of where this technology is going, and it is intransated. The- uh, the positives, the negatives, the fact that it could be the best empathy tool ever created on the face of the planet. You get experience what others people experience, or it helps people in poverty have access to opportunities that they could never have dreamed of before. Uh, location doesn't matter, uh, but there's also the dark side of it. And so if you want to have a really fun theological read, I'd say pick up that book and that ends with a great adventure story. It's on my list.
0: Yeah. And I still like, I just want to make sure just to underscore this, we've said it before in past episodes, I still believe you can live your life online without leaving it online. Just a little cautious about this new technology and and some of the privacy implications of it. But again, let's see where it heads. That's going to do it for this episode. And our next episode, Sarah will be returning to the podcast, hopefully feeling much better. And we will finally be reviewing one of the most important documentaries on privacy in the last decade, a documentary featuring Harvard professor Shoshana Zuboff, author of the critically acclaimed book, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. Dr. Zuboff's work exposes the dubious mechanisms of our digital economy, revealing how our personal and private experiences are being surreptitiously hijacked by Silicon Valley and used as the raw material for extremely profitable digital products does Google come to mind? (laughs) Until next time, don't forget privacy is a human right.